Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 519. Stay loyal to yourself and stand behind your word. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Mark Evans. Mark, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Seatbelt is nice and tight, Mark. Good. Hopefully we won't need that seatbelt. I'll uh, try to keep all four tires on the track today, okay? Mark Evans is the founder and CEO at AutoTalk Communications. He's the co-host, contributing editor, producer, and field reporter at AutoWorld Radio. Mark is an ASE certified master technician and holds a patent on an automatic transmission cooler titled TransGuard that sells worldwide. Mark started with AutoTalk in December of 1996. He was the radio internet broadcast from McGuire's Broadcasting Network and he often appears on other radio, internet, podcasts, like today at Cars yeah, and TV shows for his expert automotive advice. I'm planning on learning some things today from you, Mark. Mark's also judged at the Greenwich Concord Elegance among his many automotive ventures. So, Mark, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles before we get into some of my questions? Absolutely. Well, Mark, I first want to say thanks. Uh, what a it's a gift to be with you here on Cars, yeah. Well, thank you. Definitely, and I think you're doing a great, great, uh, great thing here for all of us. And Thanks. Appreciate being with you. I uh, started uh, my career back when I was 13 years old. Actually, when I first bought my first car, uh, my, my father, of course, I wasn't old enough to to drive the car home, so my father had to drive the car home, <laughs> and, and and I could not drive that car uh, until I, you know, I was of age, uh, 16 years of age when you get your driver's license, and then that was when Mark, I, I woke up to, in fact, I had to buy my own uh, gasoline, my own car insurance. <laughs> Welcome and all to that. adulthood. <laughs> so yeah, so that cost a little bit of money. So mowing lawns, I, you know, I really did not do that. I love cars, vehicles so much that I ended up saying, you know, i got to make money to be able to afford the gas and insurance on this first car. So I started knocking on doors at, of course, full-service gas stations. Oh, yeah. And that's where I started, uh, pumping gas, uh, what do you call it, a pump? 
pump jockey, I guess. Yeah, when they used to actually come out and do that for you. Yeah, and that's how I grew up. My life, I when that bell, when your car came in and ran over that little rubber hose and went ding, ding. Oh, yeah. Mark Evans ran out and says, hi, Mark Green. What yeah. can I get you? And you said, or whoever said, you know, fill her up and check the oil. Regular or ethyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that was back when, you know, uh, Conoco Station is where it started, and and that's where I started my career, the love. I, for some reason, love cars. I, I don't know, Mark. I love the smell of fuel burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I know you do. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we progress through our talk today. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Mark, take the wheel. Well, I guess um, I guess you can say what I like to always say to myself, do the best that you can, stand behind your word. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, given what you've done as a career here, how have you applied that to uh, the many pieces of automobile life that you get involved with? Well, I really overall, I, I always ask myself, what makes, what makes us tick? What makes the, the, the people tick and what makes them what, what, what makes their car tick? Mm-hmm. Helping people yeah. is, is what I really like to do. And I think that's where it all starts for me is that uh, the, the satisfaction I get after I fix, because when a car is broke, when a vehicle is broke and the people call you or come in and say, you know, I have a problem and it's not running correctly, they can't get to their life, you know, mm-hmm. because the car is running. So I end up, I get a satisfaction when I help them and get that car, that vehicle running good. It just like gives me a warm feeling uh, that, uh, wow, you know, and then well, how they treat me. I've had a lot of people say, uh, I, I, I took a that business mobile and I went to their houses, the repair business. I went mobile and I went to their houses. I fixed their car on their property. They could see how trustworthy I was. I, nice. You know, and at that point, then, you know, come on in for lunch. So I found out that, you know, the satisfaction of turning, doing a car repair, I got a new friend. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, listeners out there, that's the secret to life. It really is. For us old guys like Mark and I, it's about helping other people. And when you can figure out a way to wrap your passion for cars around your vocation and help people at the same time, you really found the secret and success in life. That's for sure. Now let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in time and you realize, uh-oh, I'm a car guy? Oh, heck. Well, I ended up many, many years ago, of course, when I started, laying in bed, Mark, and uh, I just got out of college, uh, course, I started uh, my career back in, in junior high in the automotive industry and taking welding classes and all, but it's like you know, sleep. And I thought, you know, I, I got out of college. I said, I wanted to do something and I wanted to do it in the automotive career. And basically I said, you know, I sleeping, I couldn't sleep. And all of a sudden, bam, it hit me that, wow, I, I think I can go mobile. I think I can go out, help people and go mobile and do repairs at their locations and and then it, it hit me it's like i just literally got up and i said i got to do it and you know it just at that moment i sat down on a piece of paper and started writing out names for that business mm. and <laughs> cool. uh yeah and uh ended up calling it uh mobile lube mobile lube i like that it sounds like one of those old-fashioned <laughs> gasoline companies or oil companies yeah and and it th- th- you know that's back then though mark of course the cars had Chassis points to lube. Yeah, yeah. Some of our younger listeners are going to go, what's uh, lube? What, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so that, that's where, in fact, you know, 3,000 mile mark, uh, everybody, you know, of course, that was 
implanted in all of our heads to change your oil and get the chassis lubed, all the string joints and points. And Those old pump joints. grease guns. <laughs> yep, yep. That, that was my, one of my best friends, believe it or not. Back in the day, I had I don't know how many. And then, of course, the, the mobile lube, I uh, did it, and I ended up going out and, and started a little uh, Toyota pickup uh, with a camper shell on it and had a homemade sign on it, and off I go. And come to find out um, that... You know, people did want that yeah. help, and they said, you know, mobile, are you kidding? Well, I realized at that point, after basically six months of doing that business, that I needed help, and I needed more help because I was the phone was ringing. Mm. And, and, of course, that was back in the day of landlines. There was no cell phones. And so I, I ended up thinking, saying to myself, no, well, wait a minute. Mr. Evans here, uh, I've got people that are wanting me to do this, but then I started getting asked by the gentleman that I was at their house and changing oil on the wife's car and their car and they said hey i work and i owned this company here in town and could you possibly we've got five vehicles could ah, you possibly fleet service yes sir and that that's where my my whole entire life exploded at that time wow i started taking care of not not only quote residential people but then my commercial side took off and that's when i started the fun started mark i had to start hiring yeah. people very entrepreneurial story i love it it's fantastic well, speaking of entrepreneurial journeys, let's travel down some of the roads you've traveled and talk a bit about a huge challenge or a big failure that you face. Because we all know as entrepreneurs, oh my gosh, it's fraught with ups and downs, roller coaster rides. But the most important part of this story that I'd love for you to share is how did you get over that situation and what did it teach you so you can move forward? Well, this is something that happened to me. That that business, Mobile Lube, grew so fast, and doing the auto repair and, of course, changing oil, that back then I was a young man, of course. Uh, had do not was not married at the time. I was single, no kids, of course, and just doing my life and wanting to build that business. And my dream was to more than likely, hopefully, franchise it later mm -hmm. to help more and more people. And to get it in other cities and states. Well, what happened? I ended up uh, getting in trade magazines. They did articles on me. I was uh, one of the first mobile-type repair businesses in the United States. Wow. And I don't know how they found me, but they did, and I got called about uh, a reporter, um, and this reporter was back east in Cincinnati. And, well, <laughs> he did a, re a little report on me, and it hit the trade magazines. Um, you know, we've got the, the Motor Age uh, magazine out. Of course, you got the Transmission Digest. There's little trade magazines for us sure. shops that yeah. we read. Well, that article came out, of course, and I thought, well, that's awesome. Great publicity that will actually help me, and I didn't ever ask for it. It was a gift. Um, and so I ended up going and just living life and doing my repairing and helping people. Well, then one day, about six months later after that article, uh, I got a letter from Mobile Oil. And this was a challenge, Mark, because Mobile Oil was suing me for over a million dollars. Oh, how? On, on name infringement. Ah, okay. Now, my, yeah, my company, Mobile, Oil, Mobile Lube, was spelled with an E on the end, not like Mobile Oil. Mm -hmm. but, but they still, was, they were suing me. Wow. And I, I did not have a million dollars. I didn't have assets to, to get even get close to a million dollars, and I was done. They said, you know, no, it doesn't. It sounds the same, even though it's spelled different. 
you're done, yeah. young man. You're using the same name. So I ended up, that was a huge, huge challenge for me. Um, I had uh, employees, um, you know, I had bills. Um, I had a girlfriend that we were getting married. I, you know, that life was going on and I had something that people wanted. I was so busy. It was, uh, it's like, I can't, I will not. This is my passion. This is what I like to do. I'm helping people. That company's not closing me down. Mm-hmm. And well, went to an attorney, found out that, you know, that attorney says, you know, you shut her down, Mr. Evans. Sorry, but you're done. This company has more money than you'll ever have, and you're done. You can't be copying them. I said, well, I'm not copying them. It's mobile with an E, mobile lube, not mobile oil, you know. Yeah. So another aha moment, I guess, Mark, I ended up, he said, close down. I said, okay, well, thanks for the information. And I had to pay his bill, of course, for that. Yeah. That, you know, and so we went on and I says, you know, um, went on to another attorney. He said the same thing and that cost me money to get that same information. (laughs) So again, sleeping, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what I was going to do. When that challenge hit me, Mark, you need to put an MR period in front of mobile lube. Call it the, call the company. Mr. Mobile Lube. Mr. Mobile Lube. Okay. Because one thing, too, that I did was that Pinzoil was a sponsor of the company, and the logo at the time, oil was put in oil cans and not bottles. Bottles right. weren't invented yet back then. And so the, the Pinzoil can was on the side of my vans I had, my step vans. Out of the, I didn't have the Toyota pickup anymore. It was basically, I did, but it was a parts running truck. So the Pinzoil can had, I put, arms, eyes, and legs on it and made it into an action figure. <laughs> and so that, and it said Mobile Lube. Well, then I, when I put MR period, Mr. Mobile Lube, I sent the letter back to Mobile Oil and said, have a nice day, Yeah, pretty much, in yeah. a nice way. Mm-hmm. And my attorney, that second attorney says, you know, that's, you're, you're a thinker. You're, you're absolutely right. They can't. You turned it into a completely different type of business, right. calling it Mr. Mobile Lube. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and my slogan was not just a lube, so that gave it a letter. But I know that I was repair also. So that's what my biggest challenge was. Oh my gosh! Well, you'd think they would have at least looked at here's a, a small businessman. How about a cease and desist? And instead of we're suing you for a million bucks, you know, I mean, obviously it was a scare tactic. They use those kinds of tactics, but a brilliant way to work around that. I guess you just went to the wrong attorneys. They gave, yeah. <laughs> they gave you lousy advice. You never know. Yeah. Let's sit down and kind of think this through a little bit. And that's what you did. So great pivot, as we would say nowadays in a career move. Awesome. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. It's one of those times when you go, Aha, this is a cool idea. This is the path I'm going to take. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. That aha moment was from this lawsuit, from that mobile oil lawsuit. And I realized at that time, Mark, that that if someone's going to be doing that to me, I must have something. Yeah. And so at that point, when I put the MR period on it, I went ahead and, and carried it farther. And they backed off, and I took it, uh, and I franchised it. Uh, cool. And I grew that business. I grew that repair. And then that repair ended up, um, that repair business ended up with customers, of course, local, bigger shop, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I had a customer that actually, uh, picked me up one day and said, we're going to have lunch. I'm going to introduce you to someone. And that person, I said, okay, you know, I just sat back. I knew this gentleman, um, quite well. And anyway, he, 
he uh, had a, he set up an appointment with one of the radio station owners. This gentleman owned six stations local here, and we sat down for lunch. And what it was was that customer Mark from, from helping him repair his car again and helping his family do that repairs on his cars. He loved me, and he said, "You know what? You need to be on radio." <laughs> and and so he introduced me to the the radio uh, ownership uh, gentleman, uh, Dick Luminello, here locally, and this gentleman said, well, we'll give it a try. And he put me as a, quote, uh, uh, as an example uh, or a risk factor or whatever you might want to say, sure. uh, put me on radio, um, and it took off from there. And that's when I said, this is going to be called Auto Talk, and I'm talking automotive, and I'm going to, I know the repair side, I know how to do a lot of things, body work, auto work, you know, the right. Welding and everything, but I'm going to take this auto talk into another thing, and I'm going to see if I can't syndicate it. I'm going to help people using the microphone, uh, and not only do the shop, but do the quick loops I have, and then also do the radio. And it it worked, and that was like, wow, what another gift! Yeah. Um, taking behind, going behind the microphone and answering questions for people who call in. You know, it's brilliant. And the, the golden nugget takeaway for me of this story is. It goes back to what you said. When you help people, when you provide a service and you make their life easier, you create friendships. And you never know where those friendships, relationships will go. And in this case, look where it led. So awesome story. Let's talk a little bit about a proudest career moment. Is there one in particular that stands out for you that you could share? Proudest career moment. Well, I guess I can say... I guess careers is one thing. I got that. But the first thing I want to say is I'm very proud to have two, two healthy children. Yes. <laughs> and watch them grow up. You know, that's one, one of my proudest moments in my personal life, of course. And then in, in uh, my business career would be that I was uh, another wow factor was a business of the year. Oh, cool. So I took that starting from a small Toyota pickup truck, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. to getting sued by a big, huge oil corporation to <laughs> all of a sudden business of the year. And that was in our state of Idaho here where I still am living uh -huh. and uh, love it, of course. And, and so that was a, a big, big, big wow factor for my career. Um, and that, of course, business of the year. Uh, married, of course, uh, and my wife says we're going to a, banquet tonight, have dinner. Um, a lot of the businesses are going to get together and stuff. And I said, well, awesome. You know, she says they invited you to come on over and, and be with them. And I oh, said, cool. Okay. It's a surprise. Well, it, it was, it was. And so all of a sudden here I'm sitting with, uh, as you know, the, what the banquet picture would be with the round tables. Everybody's having dinner and there's guest speakers and all. Mm -hmm. And it was very nice because they were talking about business, um, small entrepreneurs and things. Now, this is kind of a neat little um, business get-together. Well, there was over 100-some people. And, uh, uh, suit, or, of course, wife said, you've you got to wear a suit. Yeah, and dress so, up. Yep. And all of a sudden, here they're announcing uh, this is a banquet for business of the year. And next, I'm going, wow. You know, I'm going, well, wonder who that is. And, of course, you're going through, I'm going through my head. is like, you know, well, geez, I know the local dealerships here. And I know a lot of them. That's what I've lived for many, many years, and I know the people real well. And I'm thinking in my own personal head, I'm thinking I know who's going to win this thing. I de definitely know. And I pretty much I put the winner at, at a Ford dealership because people were great and awesome, and they helped a lot of people and everything. I think they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. And they <laughs> announced my name, and I just about fainted. Yeah, you're looking around going, Mark who? <laughs> just about fainted. 
Wow. And, and awesome. that was that was amazing, amazing thing that happened to me. And then two years later, I got the Integrity Accounts Award. And there that was you, another, oh, another one of those aha wows. <laughs> Congratulations. Very well deserved. That's awesome. What a nice surprise your wife did for you there. That's really cool. Well, let's have a little fun here and go back in time. And I'd love for you to share your first, and I'll emphasize the word first, special car. That car you finally got and you just went, oh, man, so cool. And maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Oh, goodness, yes. I, you know, that's, that's back when I was 13 again, and, and it was a, and it is, and I still have it. You still have it? <laughs> I still have that first car, my first love in the automotive industry. Wow. Yeah, 1965 Dodge Cornette 440. Um, it's a little two door hardtop. Yeah. And that car, uh, of course, I've painted it uh, twice. The uh, upholstery's been done back to original once. Uh, but yeah, a little two-door hardtop, 440, and that was the car that uh, I driving back and forth uh, on my bicycle now. Back in the day when I was 13, going to that gas station to pump, help pump that gas and help people. They're they're cleaning the windshields and checking oil. I saw that car sitting in this driveway, cool. and I in this in this house, and I went back and forth, back and forth every day, and I saw that car, and I finally asked my parents if. My dad, of course, and if I, we could go look at that thing. And I kept bothering the owner, too, Mark. And at that time, he, he's my age today, back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as a young kid, I classified him as an old guy. <laughs> of course he was. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was the first owner. And so that uh, I asked my dad, and my dad, we, finally the guy says, okay, I'll sell it to you. And I, after many, many times of stopping on my bicycle, uh, and he says, well, young man, you're not even old enough to drive. I said, I understand, but I want this car. I want this car. I want this car. And uh, never knew that the muscle cars would be what they are today, of course. Of course, yeah. You know, and today I uh, still have that car. And I tell you, I fired it up here two days ago. And, you know, rumbling big time shakes the walls of the, the shop. And you, <laughs> you got to go drive it around the block, Mark, you know, and the tires are spinning. It's that's that passion. That's I'm that going to have to make my way across the mountains, head out to Idaho and go for a ride with you in that car. That's pretty cool. You have a car since you were 13. Man, that's <laughs> awesome. Very nice. Well, how about seller's remorse on the other end of this spectrum? Is oh. there is there a car you let go that you just, oh, man, why did I do that? I did. <laughs> yeah, we all have those. Uh, 1940 Ford Opera Coupe. Ooh, 40 Ford Opera Coupe. You, yeah. yeah, that's unique. The Opera Coupe was the, had the little uh, jump-down seats, kind of like an extended cab pickup. Uh-huh, yeah. And behind the, the five-window okay. body. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is one of um, uh, my friend here that's still living in the town. I went to junior high, high school, of course, with him. And they own the uh, local Firebird Raceway, the drag strip. And uh, we were friends for, from day one. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, a, he's a car guy, too. And he says, hey, back in the day, I was in, uh, I think it was 18, years, 18, 19 years old. And he says, hey, I know where there's. I told him, I said, I wanted to get a fat-fendered car, you know, if you, could, <laughs> if, you, if you find one. I want to get one of those fat-fendered cars. And he says, if you find one. So he called me one day. He says, I think I found your, your car. He says, it's a 44, and it's sitting in their backyard, and I know the people. So, again, he, you know, I said, really? So let's go together. Can you introduce me, you know? And so he, we went, and he introduced me, and we walked out to the car with, you know, the weeds four feet up on the thing, and, <laughs> and it just bothered me. This is one of my passions, too. It just bothers me to see vehicles sitting in conditions like that. Right. I like to, I yeah. like to save cars, mm -hmm. and that... But anyway, I took that car. I finally, they sold it to me. Uh, we, my friend and I, we towed it away. We had to rent a U-Haul trailer. Had to use my dad's, borrow my dad's, you know, pickup to tow it and all that. And 
got it home and everything. And of course, I body off. I got I had to get the frame and I'd do it all myself. And you know, restored it, put the put a 350 Chevy in it, had the chassis and the engine tranny all done, put the body back on it. And, and as life goes, I had to let it go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Later in life, it had to go because of money issues and doing something different. Of course, so. that's always a part of it. Yeah, I understand. Been there, done that. Well, let's talk about today and the future. What are you doing right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, being on cars, yeah, with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, and, and, and I've got a, uh, in the stall, I've got a little 57 Chevy half-ton pickup. Cool. That uh, uh, kind of excites me. I just purchased it here about three months ago from the original owners, and it's got patina on it, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm leaving it that way. It shows the age and the life and the story behind the '57. I like it. You know, and and just so happens, Mark, I have on an engine stand a motor that I built, a 350 Chevy that I built, and it's got the blower on the top of it, and this '57 Chevy has an original straight six in uh-huh. it, and I have already installed the flamethrowers on her. Yeah, <laughs> do a little swap. Yeah, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to do a little swap, and, and it's a sleeper, of course. And Cool. But uh, And I'm going to be putting the six-owner, the 57 Chevy, back on the engine stand, clean and detailed, to uh-huh. show people that yeah. original motor. So. Oh, perfect. I love that you're keeping the original motor and having a little fun with that car. Pretty special that you found the original owner, too, so that's kind of unique mm-hmm. for a car that old. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Mark. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing about me. I People ask, uh, what's a good car? you mechanic, you work on them. What's a good car to have? And I say, they're all great. Well, I'll so, preface this by uh, emphasizing not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifested into a car. Well, I guess one th- one automobile that... That excites me, and I, I might not ever be able to get it because of the money word. It's the uh, Koenigsegg. Oh, my gosh. Oh, monster, the beast. Yeah, that car. I guess why I say that, Mark, is because the DNA. Uh, there's Each and every one of us are special. Mm-hmm. There's, there's only one of us. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it, is that it takes all of us to make the world go around, Good, bad, or otherwise, and it, and there's only one of us. We're all very, very special. And I don't saying that I'm special. What I'm saying is that um, if I was a car, I, I want a car that's like you know, is there only one of them mm-hmm. or two of them? Unique, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, perfect. I like the way you answered that. That's why I like that question. It brings out some really, really cool answers. So, Mark, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available and they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts and RVs, exteriors from the elements and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats and much much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. 
Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Mark, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready to go? I am. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, it would be, it doesn't matter what you do for a living, you know, um, from dishwasher to whatever, pulling weeds, just do your work, do the best you can, and your work should be your hobby. If your work is your hobby, you'll enjoy it, and you'll love it. Yep, exactly. Work your passion. Will you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Absolutely. I say this every day, and sometimes more than once, Mark. (laughs) Get up, show up, and commit. Uh, yes. You know, I had Adam Carolla on the show, of course, known for CarCast, the podcast, and all the other car stuff he does. And he answered the question, I just get up every morning and move my legs. Just <laughs> go, just keep going. Keep going. You just, you know, don't lay around. Just keep moving forward. So I liked your answer. That was very eloquent. Now, how about a resource? There's a lot of great resources out there, but is there one or two in particular you really enjoy, you think the Cars Yeah listeners would love as well? Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in the automotive world, of course. And so when I say a lot, I basically look at, uh, I guess, uh, one word, wikipedia.org. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. Because you can find out about cars, and you can also find out about people that yeah. own cars. Yeah, yeah, man. There's a lot of stuff out there, that's for sure. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read lately that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of those also. But uh, this book, it's called The Car. The History of the Automobile. So that kind of takes you, I don't know if you, by Jonathan uh, Glancy. Glancy, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of the history of, you know, the love affair, the cars, the, his- the history. Very cool. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Mark's very own show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Mark Evans. Just type Mark in the search bar and he'll pop up there and you can uh, find links to all these resources. There's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where this book and all the past 518 guests before Mark have books listed for quick, easy links to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Mark. This last question is a real doozy. If you could have only one, I'm sorry, just one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price. I'll buy you whatever car you'd like, even that Koenigsegg that you mentioned. Oh, that's going to cost me. What would that vehicle be and why? Oh, goodness, Mark. Well, now you're going to get this into my garage in the next week, right? Of course, yeah. I'll okay. just, uh, in fact, I'll drive it over since you're over one state over from me here in the state of Washington. I'll just jump in the car and head over the hills. Awesome. 
Well, I'm blessed with already having cars, mm-hmm. Mark. You know, and I'm happy with what I have, um, and I'm I'm really blessed with them. But I guess if you're going to give me one more, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I guess the Koenigsegg is that's you know the the new one, uh, fifteen hundred uh. horsepower. How can I turn that down? <laughs> oh, you're going to get in trouble. You know, I mean, over in the quiet Idaho, driving a car like that, the police are going to have you attached to their dashboard looking for you coming down the road. So oh, yeah. you're going to have to take that car to the racetrack to really get the, the life out of it. But yeah, that car, you know, like you mentioned before, super unique car. I mean, you see so few of them around. I've been fortunate to see a few at some car shows I'm into, like the Quail or mm-hmm. even up here in the Pacific Northwest, there's a few people that have them that show up to our, uh, our Redmond Town Center exotic car show. So uh, uh, you picked a cool one. What color would you like so I get the right one? Well, you got to go with the the carb the white carbon. Ooh, okay. Fiber. I yeah. don't know if you've heard about that one yet. I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So, yeah. But any model would be fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do for you, Mark. You've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the road in that Quinnipiac? <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Stay loyal to yourself and stand behind your word. Ah, great advice. Perfect. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Oh, heck. Well, any, I guess the, probably the best way you can Google, Google, uh, Mark Evans, auto talk, Mark. And, uh, that tells, you know, everyone a little bit about me and find me everywhere. And then of course my email is auto talk radio at yahoo.com. And of course, you can hear me uh, on autoworldradio.com. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything Mark's been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyad.com with links. I encourage you to check out what Mark's up to. Listen to him. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Have a fun time. I've learned a little bit from the master here talking to you today. I appreciate that. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have. So uh, awesome, awesome work. Thanks again for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, Mark, thanks. Good to be with you on Cars Yeah. And I want to say happy motoring to you and everyone else. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!